I'm Amy, has a name Shepherd, and this is... Mitchell, a voice without a name. Or wait. Wait. No, a name and a voice without a face. A voice... Mitchell Manley, a voice without a face and a name. Mitchell Manley, a name for a voice without a face. Okay. (laughs) We got there. We definitely got there at some point. Okay. How about this? Mitchell... Huh. A boy must have a name. Manley? Sure. Okay. Mitchell Manley, nameless void. Oh... (laughs) A nameless boy. It's funny because I just said my name and then I called myself a nameless okay. boy. See, it's I'm so confused. I don't know what's going on. Um. Oh. Okay. So this week we don't have to be coy. This is about like name songs. Yeah, and, just songs with people's names in the title. Yeah, and you know I'd been burned like the last time I wrote the show prompt and it yeah. didn't work out. <laughs> sometimes we have a rough time. Sometimes it's a little difficult, and then there's sometimes you say. Just give us a name song, and then an embarrassment of riches. Like three hundred and twenty. Yeah, it was a bunch. It was, a bunch. it was like two hundred and something. Yeah, I, I don't know. It was a lot. Ben Ricketts said R.I.P. Mitchell and Amy schedule this week. So I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I got an early start yesterday listening to some of the songs and like looking at okay, who have we uh, featured recently? And okay, let's narrow down some options. And then yeah. I took took it on today to. To make the full show sheet. Yeah, I don't know when you started, but... Yeah, I listened to probably 100 songs out of, like, the 200 or whatever. Like, I probably listened to 100 of them. And then it's, like, see which ones we hadn't already featured. Right, Which ones are from people who we haven't featured. And it's just... I'm proud of you, Mitchell. I'm there for you in spirit. That was... It's cool. I learn a lot about music. I learn a lot of cool tricks and learn a bunch of new stuff, but... Yeah, I mean, I, whenever I say that I sit and listen to the, every song that you guys post, mm-hmm. you know, I do my best to listen to all of them. I feel like this is where I'm going to start with the Spotify playlist, though. Like, yeah, this sure. is the Spotify playlist that needs to be, like, built. Right, yeah. I don't know if it has been built by someone else before, but I think I, Surely I need somewhere, to, but... I need to attempt to make yeah. this, or maybe, like, an Apple podcast. Yeah, you, you need a new hobby. Yeah, I need another hobby. Amateur mechanics, you know, and all sorts <laughs> of stuff, so... Yeah, um... Granted, did you know what you were gonna bring when you first like came up with it this week? I didn't. It took me a it took me a minute to kind of decide what I was gonna use, and then once it came to me, you know, as soon as both of my picks hit me, I was like, yes, definitely. <laughs> and then I had to think of a second one. Yes, definitely. <laughs> All right. And what is your first one? So my first one is gonna be Judith by No Joy.
See, I, I brought no joy on the very first episode that I was on the show, actually, and I, I've been looking for a good excuse to bring them in again. Uh, they're just a really amorphous, noisy, shoegazy band, lots of gorgeous harmonies, but with tons of weird, noisy elements that add this thick layer of scuzz and grime to what might otherwise be these normal, beautiful indie pop songs. Uh, each of their records sounds pretty different from one another, but they all share this commonality and that their records just sound like you just downed a bottle of Robitussin <laughs> and like went swimming in the ocean. And for that reason alone, they're just one of my all-time favorite bands. Wait, what happens when you down a bottle of Robitussin? Well, I mean, what do you? What would you expect for the effects of uh, a bunch of dextromethorphan in your bloodstream? Um, sleepiness? Disassociation. Oh, um, really? Yeah, it's... That's what that, I know. That's what robo tripping is. Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, it's an interesting experience that I may or may not have ever that experienced you, in my that life. You've, heard, you've read about. I've read about it in a book one time. <laughs> okay. That if you take a bunch of robotussin, that just seems or if you like cook it down. Never mind. I mean, doesn't that sound? Oh, I guess it makes sense if they like distill it in some way, like they like steam it or something. Yeah, there's to, a like, get all the water out of it. There's a way to. I don't. I don't. I'm not going to, I plead the fifth on whether or not this technique exists, but I've heard that there's a technique that you can use to get just the dextromethorphan out of cough syrup using uh, clear ammonia and lemon juice. And the final product is pure dextromethorphan. That sounds. It sounds iffy. Yeah, it sounds super but Then you iffy. burn off all the, never mind. What, what matters is <laughs> if you take a bunch of dextromethorphan, it makes you feel real funny. Okay. I would just think that. I mean, I think of guafenicin, and that just makes right. you cough. So yeah, you got to get rid of the guafenicin. Okay, I don't know why. Allegedly, I, I don't understand chemistry, <laughs> and obviously, don't know. I don't know a lot about the um, the pot pills or whatever. Sure. Yeah. So uh, okay. Well, now I learned something. <laughs> I always try to learn something each week. Um, there's some oohs and ahs. I heard that. There's definitely some oohs and ahs for sure. There's some oohs and ahs. Sure. There's harmonies mm -hmm. and i can totally see how you love this band yeah. it, it ticks all of your boxes while it is kind of fuzzy it also like has these bell clear vocals and uh you know we just came off the albini where we were focusing on production mm -hmm. and like the producer should get a lot of that credit right yeah absolutely yeah that's just it comes out really great there's a few transitions that add just a bunch of texture and movements and moods and it's a relatively short song for having mm -hmm. this much like difference within it um i i almost feel like i should have like a little mug of tea yeah sure and just, I, I should be like baby yoda with his like little, oh yeah um, cute little cute yeah little baby yoda and don't tell me his name's not baby yoda i don't care the child it's, or I the asset i don't apparently. care yeah <laughs> he's, baby he's just cute yoda. little baby yoda cute as hell i know doesn't he look so like comfy i think it's because it's like he's got he the reminds thing. me of my cat with his big ears and he's just like super chill looking on his he's face just like mm, yeah yeah it's the big old eyes too yeah sorry uh See, I, are you sure I should have any dextromethorphan? <laughs> Let's not give you any dextromethorphan. <laughs> yeah, I don't need to experiment with Amy that. Amy can have a little dextromethorphan as a treat. Maybe if I need to cough, right? <laughs> if I have a cough, I yeah. should probably, yeah, maybe. But um, I I didn't know what, uh, like I suggested this theme and I didn't know what I was going to be bringing. But uh, this week I did finally choose something. Lord Huron's Louisa. Sun was my weakness, but the days have gone. I feel your lips 
fishing for like Lord Huron around the house lately, and so I found myself in like a new folk feel today. Sure. Uh, so here we go. There's I've brought some Lord Huron. Um, I I guess I hadn't really listened to a lot of their music. Uh, I think the night we met or something like that is what Dakota's been like playing constantly. But then I was what's that Mumford and Sons? album yeah. i have a mumford and sons album that i stole from somebody at some point and i uh i was listening to that and then because like you know lord huron is kind of like that folk music you like so um this one kind of i, I kind of wanted to focus on the lord lord huon lord Hu- whatever isn't <laughs> you know whatever um but like this one is one of their name songs and then also has this lion sleeps tonight feel yeah so I was I was definitely kind of worried that the uh, protagonist in this is a stalker because I've been watching you, and I hate it. So <laughs> this song captures that feeling of like you know being really in love and awakened by someone. Seriously, I don't like to show you. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, because it gets creepy there. Sure. But uh, this is you know when you fall in love and you're like alive and awake and you know get all those good feelings about being fresh. Uh. Yeah, so, and then you feel like you were dead and lonely beforehand, and sure. it's just cute, and I just like this kind of valentine squishy feel, even though I've been watching too much of a stalker show lately, <laughs> right. so it makes me happy, it makes me want to squeeze Dakota's hand. Aww. I know. <laughs> yeah, so I discovered Lord Huron a few years ago on, like, some random internet compilation, and had their song Fool for Love, which was, like, the lead single off the same record, and it's kind of funny that you bring up... <laughs> The, the you connection because fool for love the theme of that song is he's a stalker kind of sort of he's like <laughs> i'm gonna make my last chance at you know at this girl she's about to go get married but i'm gonna go whoop her, her husband's ass and i'm gonna and she's gonna marry me instead i don't think that's gonna work but okay <laughs> it's a very good song it's a beautiful song but uh, i really love all the influences that they combine in their band it's like very folky in a lot of ways but all the instruments are just soaked in reverb and aside from the great production on the drums there also seems to be like some symphonic percussion as well i'm not sure if it's just a floor time with lots of reverb but i almost bet money that i hear a timpani <laughs> in the choruses and the climaxes of this one which makes it just sound huge and epic uh the chorus sounds like a beach boys take on the chorus from my maria mm-hmm. i also hear the lion sleeps tonight sort of thing just catchy and yearning and heartfelt uh that other song that i've heard of has kind of a bruce springsteen feel to it yeah uh, but there's some sort of just intangible feel to the production and presentation that gives lord Huron a sound that's like very clearly their own even when they're wearing the influences like gratuitously on their sleeves yeah also they have really cool cover art yeah the cover art is yeah. is really great it's called like strange strange trails yeah strange trails is the name of this record it's really good it, it's kind of illustrated like it should be strange yeah. tales the comic book but right it's like, yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's super interesting and i really um I really, really just, I like this song. It's so sweet. Even though they have at least two songs that seem a touch stalkery, but. A touch, just a touch. Yeah. It sounds so pretty, though, and all yeah. that reverb makes you feel good about yeah, yourself. Yeah, it does. Makes you want to squeeze yourself. Yeah. Hey. Um, dude, so you, you made all the selections this week. I did. You're the brave one. Yeah, I, I braved the trenches. I, like, <laughs> I would look and I would just see, like, all of them, like, piling up. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> What have I done? I I know I mentioned that uh, like a few weeks ago, Lum sent me a message. He's like, man, it's really tough to, uh, it's kind of discouraging sometimes because there'll be so many. Mm -hmm. And like, I I feel like, you know, if I post, it'll just get lost. And I was like, you know, that makes sense. So we'll try to start implementing like nesting 
Yeah. If, like I still love people to post as many as they want. Just nest but just, it under, yeah, the nest top it under a reply. Something. And we'll we'll do that in the next prompt too. But I definitely wish I would have implemented that this week. That would have helped me tremendously. <laughs> well, I think you did a great job. I appreciate it. I, I just love every single one of these songs that you brought. Uh, well, that the Ear Buddies brought. Yeah. Uh, Brandon is our first Ear Buddy, and he brought Dean Friedman's Ariel. We had a little time. We were real hungry. We went to Dairy Queen for something to eat. She had some onion rings, she had a pickle She forgot to tell me that she didn't eat me I had a gig in the American Legion Hall It was a dance for the volunteer ambulance corps She was sitting in a corner against the wall She would smile and I melted all over the floor the songs it's got horns it's humorous and it's about a quirky jewish girl my wife is also a quirky jewish girl and i like to change the chorus to her name when i sing along i know isn't that sweet maybe that's what the theme of this week is it's like how cute we can be it's true it's really adorable um but yeah i know this song Oh, I'm yeah. pretty sure I've heard, heard it before. Yeah, I've heard it before. So it mu- is it like 60s, 70s? 70s I think 80s? I think it's like 70s, okay. yeah, 70s, 80s. It's so cute. I just love it. It's um, it's 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 like when I was coming up with this, I was like, I wanted these kinds of songs, and so y'all guys gave me exactly what I wanted. I love sappy love songs, and it's super classic sound because it's a classic. Uh, there's so much description in this, and her name getting sung in like a round fashion yeah. is so fantastic. Everything about the song makes me smile. Even the description of where like they go to Dairy Queen and she has onion rings and a pickle because she forgot to mention she doesn't eat meat. Right. I yeah, thought of it was so cute. And then Although course, most of the vegetarians I know are happy to eat onion rings and pickles, to be that's honest. Their, that's what they have to eat right. anyway. So you might as well just like it. Um, I, yeah. There's, and then, you, of course, you have the horn breakdown. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I love the sound and vibe of this song. I saw where Jeremy said something about how this is just a perfect reflection of the 70s and 80s and like the New York and, and New Jersey area. And it captures that like way better than anything Billy Joel did. Uh, this definitely has that undeniable Billy Joel sensibility to it. Uh, but this song does sound a lot more earnest and authentic than a lot of Billy Joel does. I love the sort of casual storytelling vibe of this one. It really stretches out the verses, like painting a pinch, uh, painting a picture of Ariel and her quirkiness and, and to help keep the longer verses interesting the drums do some cool shift from like a standard beat into like a halftime beat <laughs> I wouldn't have noticed. which yeah it's it's just a little change in time whenever you listen and listen to the drums it kind of changes up a little bit uh and it just you know keeps keeps uh the the listener engaged and just keeps it stretching out that anticipation for that really epic chorus with the high flying asynchronous harmonies just kind of wash your brain and rainbows and dandelions uh, and then each verse just gets more and more instrumentation so like more background vocals more of the doo-wops and then by the third verse they've added in like some glock and 
spiel type bells and the whole thing just sounds like a huge happy celebration uh the only problem is jeremy also pointed out that atrocious saxophone solo just takes me way out of it i loved it but otherwise (laughs) you know the lyrics tell this perfect little story and it's like backed beautifully by a really calculated musical backdrop and it culminates in this perfect little joyride you don't like the saxophone? It's pretty good. It's not awful, but I think I'm, I'm just burned out on saxophones. Why? It's got to be like, it's got to be really tasteful saxophone for me to be into it these days, I think. What is a tasteful saxophone? I mean, I guess, see, that's the problem. It's, <laughs> it's, I don't think there, I don't think there's such thing as a tasteful saxophone. I mean, it's, that's the point of the it's, saxophone. I mean, you're right. It's a very ostentatious instrument. Right. It's It's got the, the, the crazy shape of it. Right. It's got like... It's very loud and piercing. Yeah. And, and it's got the huge keys. Right. So... Or not keys. The little pluggy things for the holes. What are those? <laughs> the pluggy like? things for the holes. <laughs> yes. The keys are all pretty much the same size. But you know what I'm saying. Right. Like, it, uh, it's a sexy instrument. It's supposed to be loud and sexy. It's um, <laughs> it's got to be well placed and 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 it's it it fits in well with this song. I'm I'm mainly just being silly, <laughs> but too much saxophone can kill a song very easily, in my opinion. But it just makes it more sexy. Mm, <laughs> sometimes not a great thing. Oh man, I'll defend your saxophones <laughs> all okay. day, yeah, all day. Um, Craig he brings two inch astronauts Andy's progress report. a slow buildy song that I've obviously focused on the <laughs> instrumentation for just because I have no idea what the lyrics are at all. Right. Really at That's all. okay. Yeah. Um, I felt like the music was the strongest part and they weren't really focusing too much on the lyrics. Exactly. Like musically. Um, but the, this is like a really strong journey. You have no idea what's like truly going on. I have no idea what's going on with Andy's report card, but it's Nirvana-ish and a lot of Nirvana. I had no idea what they were saying either. So yeah, yeah it's emo. It's just kind of truly fun. And yeah, like it's just nice. There's no rush. It's fuzzy and it's low key. And I liked it. <laughs> yeah, this band is new to me, but they're they're definitely drawing on some of my favorite influences. They've got like really good slow core shoegazy feel for a lot of the song and then lots of chimey clean guitars contrasted with like kind of grimy muddy guitars and the whole song the guitars just keep teasing a crescendo into this wall of fuzz every 30 seconds or so never quite getting there and then really building that anticipation for about three minutes and then they blast out into that heavier hazier culmination of the song just for a brief moment and then they fade it back into the gloom uh, and it has that punchy mid-rangey bass, similar to what we uh, heard in a lot of Albini stuff last week. 
And that just really helps keep a sense of tone and complexity to the music while the guitars kind of meander around, kind of starry-eyed. Uh, it's really well composed, checks a lot of my favorite boxes. Uh, so this band definitely going to get some extra play this week as I dig a little deeper. I know, it's just like you just enjoy kind of whatever this journey is. And yeah, I really like it. And, and, and it's kind of tough to, to put a finger on kind of where all they're drawing from, but it's definitely really cool. I'm glad like Craig brought this. It makes you feel like you know some of this influence, but you can't quite. Yeah, like kind of reminds me of Slim but it's a little bit more melodic than slant mm-hmm. but i don't know it's cool well i know craig has like been into some like the emo stuff like brand yeah. new stuff oh well he doesn't acknowledge brand new either right yeah sure i don't acknowledge brand new yeah, anymore no one should yeah but like thursday and those types of yeah things. so like there's something i, it's I got just some think, of that sort of stuff too yeah, yeah but it's like almost better constructed yeah like much, they took yeah. those sounds and they did it better yeah i agree i don't know if they came first or not yeah, I would have. I mean, I don't know. I, I think this came out in 2016, he said. Oh, so, so it's relatively new. Yeah. So, yeah, he, they probably just took all those good sounds and, like, made them sound absolutely amazing. Uh, David H. comes in with Joanna Newsom's Sadie. doesn't necessarily want to be super accessible sure like there's some like the way in which she's like using her voice catches you off guard and so much of the song is like focused on her attack on the notes yeah absolutely and like she's taking you on a journey in this song and it's like there's like the previous two songs it's just not a rush to get there yeah sure and i i really like appreciate that also her voice is like there's always like um a conversation about women's voices being mm-hmm. shrill and stuff but she's kind of leading into that like right that kind yeah. of i don't know more nasally yeah and it's it's a lot of people say it's very childlike sounding yeah uh, although she she apparently hates that descriptor for her voice but she's drawing from a lot of like appalachian folk and a lot of those appalachian folk women had really aggressive attacky kind of voices yeah. um yeah, I just I just love the song so damn much. Uh, David actually submitted a really great live version, but the audio is just a tad low, so I had to switch in the, the the album version instead. And it's just one of my favorites of all time. I wanted to bring it a couple of weeks ago for the Animals episode because really? this is actually a song about her dog that passed away. Aww. Aww. 
And yeah, I just I totally understand that Joanna Newsom's voice can take some getting used to for some folks, but it's just so undeniably raw and beautiful to my ears. And her songwriting is just untouchable, especially for the the sort of writing that she does. Her lyrics are very intricate and poetic, and and not only is she using tons of massive and complex chords and intricate changes on the harp, uh, which I like to call chord architecture, <laughs> uh, but even just the structure of the song is complex and non-linear in a lot of ways. She doesn't use a lot of verse chorus kind of structures, which is like verse chorus bridge or whatever. It's a lot more narrative, like a classical composition or like a lot of traditional folk songs that are like storytelling songs where it may rotate between four different parts, but none of them are, you know, quote unquote, the hook of the song. And they all just serve to sort of entrance the listener into a, a discreet little narrative within this little snow globe that she's creating. She's yeah. just this beautiful little wood nymph that, that plays the harp. and <laughs> She's it's just, an Appalachian wood nymph. Yeah, she's just amazing, man. You know, she's married to Andy Samberg of Lonely Island, SNL. What? Yeah. yeah. This this person with this yeah, skill with this, set. Yeah, exactly. I guess, um, you know how some folks go for whoever will make them laugh? All right, yeah, I mean, exactly. Dude's a very funny guy. But, but how it's definitely is she... strange. I'm sorry, the same songwriter who wrote this is married to the songwriter of <laughs> Dick in a Box? Yeah, exactly. Way to put it, exactly. Dick yes. in a Box. Perspective. And Sadie live in the I same I just house. had sex uh, by Lonely Island, you know. Uh, yeah, same guy. I'm on a boat. I'm on a boat, yes. Same guy. Wow, that has got to be interesting toast in the morning. I, I got to imagine so. I just, that's got to be a weird writing room. Like, yeah. that's fascinating. We, I, sh- we should let the main takeaway be, go listen to Joanna Newsom's Milk Eyed Mender. That's where the real joy right, is. Yeah, but... like, um, definitely focus more on, <laughs> on her the work. Andy, yeah. yeah, let's turn the Andy Sanford. Uh, we've had, uh, yeah. he's had his moment. Yeah, I got no problem with Andy yeah, Sanford. Had, I just thought that was a pretty astounding little factoid. I'm sorry, it's taking me a minute to recover sure. from that. Um, sure. Well, and now I just have to, like, cleanse my brain. Um, Josh S. brings mindless self-indulgences Clarissa. If you're so smart, explain this, Clarissa A few songs were pretty chill. Yeah. Um. This is not that. Mm-mm. No. This. There's nothing like at all that's chill at the nothing. Uh. It's all about fury and speed and like somewhat electronic, but also like very very aggressive. And when it quiets down, it just is to quiet down to put emphasis on the aggression. Yes. And it does a very good job. Of <laughs> yeah. That. So it's super clever. I like how very staccato and quick this one is. Even though I've definitely honestly just like leaned into the chill songs this week. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, but like this one 
is intense. It is enough to, <laughs> to like, wipe the marriage of Andy Samberg yeah. and Joanne. It's yeah. out of my mind. No, I, I haven't listened to Mindless Self-Indulgence since, like, 2006, but they've been coming up a lot recently on my on my Facebook. I don't know if maybe they're touring again or something. Maybe I, I haven't. Maybe that wave of news hasn't reached me yet, but I've been seeing their name a bunch, and I'm super into it. Like they're they're a really kitschy, gimmicky band that I got really tired of them back in my Hot Topic days. Uh, but they're super unique, and they feel a very particular niche, like kind of in between punk and electronic music. It's like like a really snotty entitled Nine Inch Nails <laughs> on a lot more amphetamines, a and lot more. <laughs> with a very particular sense of humor and irony that's both endearing and obnoxious at times. But the beats and the momentum of their songs is just kind of undeniable, and I can imagine their live show would have been pandemonium uh they're, they're by no means the most progressive and influential band of all time or anything but they certainly feel you know they feel a very particular niche all their own and in small doses i think they're pretty brilliant yeah like it's it's so aggressive though it's very very aggressive and very fast and like you said if if they stop for a second it's only so that they can kick you in the in the teeth in the next measure yeah it's just so that they can like you're like, oh, well, it's a lot of aggression. Because I guess if they just give you a wall of aggression, there's like no texture or anything. Right, yeah. But it has no emphasis. And this is like to get quiet and then just go, we're being aggressive still. Right, exactly. It's, so, a, it's, it's, a, uh, it's I think, an intentional choice on their part to do that. It's very clever. It's yes. a very good choice. It's like uh, you can't, if you're going to make a dark picture, you have to have some light so that you can have Exactly. Contrast. Yeah, it's like that. Um, ben brings us the Ravenettes Alley Walk With Me. Here's me with one of the three or four bands I ever post. Um, I think it uses those little finger bells. Yeah, definitely. As they're like, um, it makes me think of the Nutcracker because, I mean, I'm sure you saw mm-hmm. the Nutcracker in Jackson. Definitely. They always had like the, the dancer always had the like little finger the bells. It's either a triangle or little finger bells. Yeah, definitely it, finger bells. It's just so dainty. Yeah, I like it. And then it's contrasted with this very grungy, messy guitar, just wall of sound. It's just huge fuzziness Mm -hmm. it's like a a carpet wall yeah exactly so it's uh it makes it it kind of makes me think of like fire walk with me i I was thinking the same thing too yeah just because of the the lyrics themselves and you know even the mood of it just has that sort of dark lynchian sort of mysteriousness but then like putting this dainty ass little bell in there like and that it feels like it had to be recorded in a completely different room yeah exactly yeah like it's so nuts like it's just nuts like the whole the whole composition is genius and like perfect but also got us back kind of 
slightly to the chill vibes. <laughs> That's true. Slight, yeah. Yeah. Ben, ben turned me on to the Ravenettes on an episode a little over a year ago, and I've been hooked ever since. Uh, the vocal harmonies are a very clear crux in their music. And around that fairly simple foundation, they do a ton of experimentation, uh, ranging from like sunshiny pop songs to something much darker and haunting like this one. Uh, this has that trip hoppy beat, lots of dreamy, hazy atmospherics that elicit a sense of confusion and disorientation throughout the song. Uh, the guitars and that vocal melody are just like very sexy and hypnotic, which sort of lures you in and makes you want to follow that voice into the shadows and then... The song kind of bursts into that wailing white noise and feedback, which I imagine is like something dark and nefarious happening to you once you're trapped in the shadows. But you still have the little finger bells. You do have some finger bells. There's a little bit of hope in the in the ding of a finger bell. Yeah, but... it's like you, you're like you're obviously in the woods now, and it's definitely right. haunted woods. Or maybe it's that maybe the bells are acting as that sort of Pavlovian thing where you hear it and you have to go and find it and track it down, and that's oh, just yeah, part it's like of leading the, you through, yeah. leading you through the woods of fuzz. Yeah. I feel like we just did a great review of a song. Yeah, sure. That yeah. was a pretty good one. I, it's it's because we've been listening to Charlie's <laughs> Alien. Oh, man. That guy's <laughs> such a genius. Yeah. That so, guy's my hero. <laughs> uh, Jeremy rounds out everything with Lily's uh, Ginger. It's like it's a very wholesome guitar sound, mm -hmm. and it's kind of surfery. Definitely. And I wrote snary, but that was BS. It's cymbals. There's a lot. There was <laughs> the, a lot especially the first part of that clip. There was a really steady snare sound. Yeah, so. but the cymbals really shined. Yeah. The end, Whenever you're like, thinking surfery, you gotta have the washy cymbals. Yeah. Oh, that, that's what those are called. Yeah. Sure. Washy like they washed up on the ocean. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but like it, it's just it. It moves along in this very classic manner, and it's just got the loudness, and it's got softness, and I just think it's a solid song. Like, I wouldn't have thought to, like, pull this one out at all, but it's, like, right. definitely, it's just, like, solid. It's good. Yeah, this like one it. definitely, uh, this one definitely kind of stuck out to me as I was listening through, and, like, I don't know, I'm, 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 I'm convinced that I just got, got to listen to this band's whole discography, because... <laughs> I remember Jeremy uh, showed me another Lily song called Squares a long time ago, and I added it to some playlists and really loved it, but never really dug deeper. Uh, but this song just got me hooked. It's got the grungy, noisy alt sound with, with the vocal harmonies that give it like a lighter, poppier air to it. Uh, so as a whole, it just kind of embodies this energy of everything going to hell and the world being an awful place. <laughs> but you're like doing your best to fight through the garbage with some sarcasm and some optimism and a touch of bitterness. <laughs> 
and even the album title, which is A Brief History of Amazing Letdowns, I just love, you know, it captures that interesting dichotomy of trying to turn the pain and frustration of the world into something positive, or at least using their songs to help process the garbage into something amusing and cathartic, and I don't know, just something about the the noisy, grungy, alt-rock vibe seems to capture that sort of baffled and amused acceptance of an imperfect world, and I just really love how this band channels that, you know? Yeah, I, I, I just like it. You didn't feel surfery rock with this one? I mean, it's I see what you're saying. It's it's definitely all the reverb and the washy cymbals and um, the guitars, you know, are kind yeah. of open and reverby. Okay. Look, this is why I'm not great with genres. I mean, that's okay. Who cares about genres? <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the world's going to categorize stuff. You know, I, I was listening to a Mike Patton interview earlier. And he's just like, I had to give up trying to even, you know, think what sort of genre do I want to make or what genre would I classify my own music? Just do Sometimes it. just make it. Yeah, just people make it. People are going to figure it exactly. out. Exactly. The people are going to categorize it in different ways, no matter what you call it. Mm-hmm. And so just let people enjoy it. Call it what they want. And you just make what is meaningful to you. So I feel like this is a, also Steve Albini, Albini would have said. Yeah, that he too. probably would have said something similar. Sure. Or I mean, he's still alive. He probably will say something. Yeah, like he, that. he's yeah. probably somewhere right now saying the exact same <laughs> yes. sentiment. It's like it doesn't matter. The people who want to listen to you will find you. Yep. Um. Yeah. So there was a lot of feedback this week just for simply the amount of songs, and then yeah. like then sometimes people were like, "Oh God, what's y'all? Are you going to be okay?" <laughs> yeah, we made it. <laughs> we made it. Um. Uh. Thank you so much for like going through everything. Oh, for I sure, know yeah. It was hard. How many hours did it take? I mean, I probably spent um, two hours listening last night, and then probably about four hours today. Okay, I was like picking and choosing throughout the week, like as they started yeah. getting posted. Is like it's hard to keep track because anytime yeah, it I took looked me a back, it was, it was like twenty more songs. <laughs> but I mean, it's it's seriously, it's worth it to me, and yeah. I I love letting folks post as much as they want. That made me it's, so happy because that gives us so much so much like it does, and like it, I think it increases the uh, the enjoyment that the group can have if they want to go back and and listen to all the submissions and see the stuff that didn't make the cut, and mm-hmm. there's because there's always tons of great oh, stuff. Oh, soup in was there. soup was pushing hard for his song. Yeah, I can't remember what it was, but he's like. Y'all? Oh, it was a Michael Jackson song, Dirty Diana. Oh, yeah, Diana, he did write about the Michael Jackson song. Yeah. Which one was it? I can't remember. Yeah, Dirty Diana was the It wasn't it. Billie Jean. No. No, no. Um, but, like, yeah, it's going there. If you want to tweet at us. I'm at Pow I Gotcha. I'm at, I'm at Madam Woolite, and the show is at E&D Pod. I'm actually getting much better at checking the Twitter. Good. Pretty proud I'm of myself. I'm glad somebody is. Yay! <laughs> I'm very proud of myself. Uh, the Facebook group, which total joy just go ahead and start making your playlist and i'll try to post the playlist if i get it done this week uh earbuds and earworms podcast group really good selections this week voicemail line is 731-400-BUDS or 731-400-2837 you can email the show andypod at gmail.com and you can find the show andypod.com part of the 10710 network which now has Nerd Out Loud posted the first uh, episode that they've done in two years. Nice. Yes. And then, of course, the show is everything. Mm -hmm. And then there's also the Beverage Minute. Beverage Minute. Yes. Yeah. So we'll see how that one goes. I think we're going to try to do it across the Yeah, I would like to try to do some work with the the Beverage Minute We got to find a beverage. That's it. Yeah, if if you, if you can think of a a good regional beverage, if you live in the in the southeast, yeah, in, here in the south, 
that'd be cool if you just email us some unique beverages that we can find in mm-hmm. tiny stores and gas stations and we'll go track it down. Especially if it's a super sketchy like caffeine oh, drink. Oh yeah. I totally want like something super sketch like oh, that. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. What's our final song this week? I'm going to close this off with Hozier and his song Jackie and Wilson. Uh, you guys may remember Hozier from his huge radio hit Take Me to Church. And that's a perfectly good song, really incredible production. Uh, but I have a feeling like a lot of people in my peer group probably overlooked his album because he was like such a pop hit that we probably didn't bother. And the truth is, until the song fell into my lap a couple of years ago, I probably would have been perfectly content to overlook Hozier too. But once I heard this track, I knew there was something a lot deeper you know, on offer than just that one little radio hit. Uh, this song combines elements of soul, gospel, and R&B and wraps it in this thin veneer of indie rock to kind of kick it up an extra notch into something a bit more epic. Uh, the production of this song is just immaculate. It sounds so warm and perfectly compressed. The arrangements are kind of off kilter and engaging. It just pulls me in every time I listen to it. So uh, if you've never given them a proper chance, I hope you can at least get curious with the song Jackie and Wilson by Hozier. Enjoy it.
Start digging up the yard for 